talking episode 131 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, Tim. I'm doing great. I was just telling you before, I feel like every time I'm on... Sorry, I should rephrase that. Every time I'm waiting for a snow day the next day, I also happen to be recording. I mean, literally every single time. So here I am again, counting down. I think I've mentioned on this podcast, there's a guy who all the teachers follow, like on Twitter. He's you know really famous for... Um, doing like the predictions for the next day he'll like he'll list like each district right he'll build like percentages it's become like a little he's got like a big following and it's like, like for new he, york he, specifically um it's for so it's this area called the hudson valley which is like okay. uh, a few counties in new york because i guess he grew up here anyway okay. it's re- it's become really like funny now it has like each each district has like a little icon um all the people log on at, you know, six o'clock, here come the uh, the predictions and everyone's, you know, nice. logging on at six, the chick. So anyway, so my chances right now are 80% delay, which is pretty, pretty good chances and 75% chance closing, which is also not bad. That's uh, pretty so good. I'm, I'm taking that. Yeah. And my daughter's school is 5% less in those two categories. So my ideal situation would be I'm off and she goes to school, man, that would be, <laughs> that'd be amazing. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I feel like the uh, districts kind of follow each other, though. They they see like, okay, our next door district closed. Eh, let's close too. You know, usually that's that's how I see it go. Currently, I would say this would be the coldest. Like this yeah. is the peak of winter, right? Like January fifteenth. Sure. Will it? Does it yeah. get any? Like I don't mean obviously the temperature right now, but I just mean in the calendar. Right. Like, wouldn't this be the height of if it were to be the coldest? It's going to be now. Yeah, I'd say somewhere around now or a week or two from now, somewhere around there. But yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And it is freaking cold outside right now, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, somebody was in, like, Texas, and they're like, yeah, it's like 30-something. It's like 68 where I'm at. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you, because for you right now, what is it? Teens, uh, early 20s? It's 18 degrees outside right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's like 60, I think 61 right now for me. So, oh man, that's nice. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. can step outside right now in a t shirt and shorts. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Easy. Oh man. See, that is, I am, I am a little jealous of that, to be honest. <laughs> I never see snow. I mean, I've seen snow because I've lived elsewhere, but it's, it, it's not happening here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, a lot of news this week. So we're just going to get into the news and it. we're going to start with something pretty cool here. The top 20 sales of 2023. Now that we know that number one is really wild. Uh, the news already has it listed here, but let's hold off on, on saying what number one is. Let's go from 20 down. If you have it pulled up here and um, let's run through the gauntlet right. here. Let's do it. All right, so number 20, Remnant 2. That's a nice surprise. I know the game had gotten some acclaim and stuff, but I guess I didn't realize it sold as well as it did. And it's currently on Game Pass, which is a little surprising because it's Mm -hmm. not like it launched that way. And they're in the top 20 of the year. So I would expect a game doing that good to not want to move to Game Pass just to make more sales. But... Uh, I guess they just really don't care, and they're just happy with what they got anyway. Or Microsoft yeah. gave them a very big bag, one of the two. Hey, I was going to say that <laughs> is definitely a possibility. Um, but that's cool. Either way, it's cool to see it up there. Anyway, yeah, 19 Elden Ring. I was expecting, 
a little more, not much, like a little higher on the list here, but this year was insane. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, I would I would think Elden Ring would be a little higher too, but still pretty good. Because even 18, this would normally easily crack the top 10. I was just going to say, so FIFA 23 is the next one. I Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that's not top five or something. You know, those right. sports games are usually way up there. Um, Street Fighter 6 at number 17. That's cool. That makes sense. Uh, number 16, Final Fantasy 16. Again, makes sense. Um, Super Mario Bros. First of all. How are Final Fantasies in general when it comes to like cracking a top 10, top 20 year, stuff like that? I really don't know how they perform. Like, obviously, yeah. they're very popular and they sell a bunch, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't really know how good they are. Like, well, 15, I think, was the best selling Final Fantasy when that came out. I want to say that was the case, but that was their purpose was trying to make it as broad as possible. Right. But in general, you know, when like 10, 12, whatever came out, I don't know. I don't know if they were like hitting top 10s, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you just because I didn't follow it as much at yeah, that time. But exactly. I feel like they usually sell well, but do they sell like, you know, crazy amounts? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Like sell better than Street Fighter 6, for example, because it did this right. year. Right. <laughs> Which made right. me wonder because Street Fighters, uh, definitely sells a ton i mean it's one of big biggest capcom uh games there so anyway yep yep okay again number 15 the, the, again this would be higher any other year but super mario bros wonder uh a new 2d mario and 10 and 15 now this just did come out what what was that november uh, october october? 20th i believe okay yeah yeah yep, yep, that, that and spider-man october 20th so you know three months in the pocket right but still, they usually just crush it, so, and usually doesn't matter. I think also, usually Nintendo games have some long legs on them, you know? So I think we could see that continue to, to sell more and more. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Any, it doesn't matter if the game's six years old. When holiday season rolls around and parents are buying their kids' games, they're going to buy Mario, and it's going to sell a ton for years and years and years to come, so... Uh, yep, that's yep. always going to be a money maker there. Number 14, Dead Island 2. Dead Island 2. That one, man, I got to say, I think this one struck the perfect balance of people knew what they were getting with this game. No one was buying this game thinking like, oh my God, this is going to be one of the best games of the year. Yeah. They kind of knew what they were getting. Everyone was okay with it being like a 7 out of 10 game. And I think that's probably why it sold. Well, yes, it you know? wasn't overhyped. It just right, met expectations. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So... Maybe exceeded a little because I could see some people being like, man, there's no way it's good, but it's like actually right. good, but nothing special kind of thing. Right. Um, MLB The Show 23, that's expected. EA Sports FC, that's like it's expected, but that's still kind of cool because that is FIFA split from EA, right? So you had FIFA, the new, not EA anymore, number 18. But it seemed like people followed EA here instead of going with the new and a cracking 12. So that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Because you're right. They did split off. So, okay. We were wondering at the time, as is everyone, do people follow the FIFA or do they follow the EA? Right? Yeah. And, well, let's uh, say we got our answer. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. And the next up, Resident Evil 4, which I'm really happy to see it so high up. I mean, it's a great game, but. Capcom's just been doing really well with uh, on all fronts pretty much lately. So, yeah. Yep. It's yep. nice to see that game so high. 
Starfield number 10, cracking the top 10. That's cool. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, number 9, also very cool. Um, I mentioned, I want to say, I can't remember, over Christmas break, right? my kid going through Mortal Kombat 11 and then just going okay. through the campaign, and it did complete it. He finished it off, and it's a good game. Um, okay. uh, is it is this though supposed to be eleven or one? Because it says eleven Wait, here. It was, but Mortal Kombat One is what came out. So let me look like. Oh, you're top right. 10. Let me look this up. Make sure it wasn't a typo or anything. Let's see. I'm gonna like pull from a different source and see what I get. No, completely other source here. Um, is also listed at number nine. Mortal Kombat Eleven. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess that game is still just selling a ton. I guess that's not a that's typo. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. God, I don't know. Let me... I want to do one more. Yeah, check it out, because that's very strange. Well, never mind. So, I found this site. What is this? Read Write? I don't know who they are, but hmm. they got uh, Mortal Kombat 1 at number 9. So, are certain websites... Doing typos here? Could be, because... Anyway, I really... I don't know. But That's it weird. could be 11 or 1. I, I'm really <laughs> interested on which that is. Anyway, because that would be quite weird if it was 11. Yeah, because what didn't that game come out, what, years ago? Yeah, At this yeah point? two or three years ago. I want to say pretty much when the new systems were coming out. Yeah. It's when yeah. that was coming out. Uh, anyway... Number eight here. I'm going to assume one. I'm going to assume one. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, number eight. I want to play this. I was going to say, just out of curiosity, because I've been kind of working my way through some games that I missed earlier this year. I was thinking of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and I just did a quick Google search, and it seems like this game is just going to be busted on PC forever. Like, they fixed some things, but I thought it was fixed, but maybe that's console and maybe not PC. Right, this is only one person I saw say this, so you know, could be could but be I wrong, wanna play on PC. I wanna play on PC and yeah. I hear that it's still not in good shape, which is so disappointing. Like come on guys, hmm. like, you're not gonna fix it on a, a whole platform, really? It's crazy. What annoys me the most and why I turned away from it as hard as I did was I I can't do the stuttering. Like any other issues, uh, no. whatever, but this game had right. the stuttering and I can't I can't screw that's, around that's with that. That's so annoying, man. That's <laughs> gotta be yeah. the most annoying thing that newer games are doing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm curious if that's fixed, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm in no rush though. I got a lot to play still. Um yeah, of course. Number seven, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And I'll go ahead and spoil at number two, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. So yeah. both of them hit there the top go. 10 here, as expected, I guess. No um, surprise there. Number six, Diablo 4. Number five, Madden NFL 24. Number four, Marvel Spider Man 2, which okay. I should say is expected, but that's still, it, it, again, it hasn't been out too long. And it's selling this yeah. much bigger than Mario. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, pretty wild stuff, because they're both released only on one platform. And both came out the same day, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, 
Spider-Man is technically a more popular IP than Mario. If you like, if you you like wiki the top 10 IPs or something like that. Sure. It's sure like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would come out that I, way. I think Pokemon is number one and Batman's like number three or four or something like that. Hello Kitty's up in there or whatever. But Spider-Man <laughs> is in that cracks that five, that top five of just like, but I was, I was surprised when I was looking recently that Pokemon is number one, the most popular property. Like, on the planet i mean think about how recognizable it is. <laughs> that's Honestly, insane i think that's more insane. people might recognize pikachu than i hate to say it but spider-man maybe <laughs> maybe honestly oh that's so crazy though i don't know but it's it is number one just you know yep. letting people yep. know there that's that's like peak I'd, I'd be curious to see like pikachu mario spider-man <laughs> ask just random all Go ages, the streets you know? and see yeah. if every yeah, yeah. person could name all three right yep yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel they could. Yeah, I would think so, but yeah. Even if me. they know nothing about Pokemon, it's just there's no way like a kid of theirs, right. a nephew of theirs, something. Right. 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 Anyway, number three here. This, I mean, it, I I think it is surprising. Yeah. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom selling more than Spider Man. So let's okay. It's a, as we all have established, it's a damn good game. So, but it's impressive to see it just on one platform get that hot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, Call of, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, number two. And then um, number one, I don't think even the people listening to this wouldn't even be thinking of this. Uh, but Hogwarts Legacy, number one. Looks like that, uh, that protest really worked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wonder, right? If they, if, would, if they wouldn't have done that. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. If it wouldn't, wouldn't have, have sold, sold as much. much. The Streisand effect. <laughs> yes. It's like because people are talking about it, it's only like hurting their cause because more are hearing about it, right? Um, I think I think that totally could have happened here. Not I mean Harry Potter's very popular, but again. If you look at like a top 10, they don't even crack the top 10. Um, I want to say there were 14 or 15 or something like that. So, um, but nuts, it's man. outselling <laughs> all of this. I mean, <laughs> I think it could be their fault. <laughs> Imagine how many YouTube videos and how much discussion you're talking months about everyone talking about this controversy, right? Oh, yeah. It, I was, think, it was a stretch. I think they made it number one. <laughs> they really worked hard man thank you guys <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of oh, convinced man. of that but yeah yeah uh yeah that's the top 20 though uh, i'm glad it sold so well because as we stated before i think the game had so many cool things going for it they really took the source material they did that part really well yeah. but obviously it was lacking in some parts right it like it was a very ordinary game in other ways. So I really hope they take this and all the you know feedback and the good reception and just make something even better for the next one. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, they may not be the best like video game designers, but I just appreciate that they care about the IP. Right, right. And, yeah, yeah. So that's great. All right. Yep. Um, next story here. Final Fantasy XIV Dawn Trails. They showed new job, new race, 
and to full-length cinematic trailer. Square Enix revealed new information about Dawn Trail Final Fantasy XIV's upcoming fifth expansion during a fan event for the popular MMO. In addition to unveiling a lengthy cinematic trailer, fans got a look at one of the game's two new jobs and its new playable race. They're getting two new jobs, but in this trailer they showed one, and I think the other job is still a secret, if I, well, I want to say that right. Or they yeah. just showed it previously, but I want to say we still have yet to see what the other new job is. Anyway, uh, what we did get... Okay, this is like, I think, the first time since this game's released where I've been a little disappointed. Um, this class, I think it's super cool, but the art style, it looks like it looks like that Splatoon art style and the colors are very oh, like yeah. that pastel like mm -hmm. green and yellow and whatever and it does not mix with the style of the rest of the game and it looks super weird and i think it looks bad because of that gotcha i don't know like you'll be in like a really imagine okay 16 Final 16 you're in a city whatever which again are you <laughs> you're barely even in one but whatever all right just um imagine a city up in there and it just looking not dark and gritty but you know, like fantasy, realistic, medieval, whatever. And then like you have just Splatoon splashing everywhere. And it looks really dumb, I think. Like, <laughs> I was totally thrown off watching this. I was like, that looks gross. <laughs> anyway. but I got to take a look. <laughs> it, it, I just don't think it mixes. And, and maybe I'm being dramatic. I, I don't know. But uh, I obsess over this game's like visual aesthetics. Yeah. Like I really like them. And I know so you're really into it. Uh, I, I'll go into first person and just like walk around and explore. Or even when I'm like fighting monsters, like getting up close and personal to a really big monster design and checking it out in full and first person and stuff. And I uh, really enjoy its presentation. So this threw me off. Anyway, that aside, everything else is cool about it. But a new class right. described as a magical range DPS job that works. In, do you know what DPS is? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> just, I do. You know, there's some people that just never played an MMO or played right, MMOs right. and don't even Or even know. like some uh, competitive shooters use that term yeah, too. So yeah. if you haven't played any of that, yeah. Okay. Anyway. A new class described as a magical range DPS job that works in the medium of mixed ether. Wielding a specialized brush to render their imaginings into reality. Basically, the Pictomancer is a painter wielding a giant magical brush that conjures spells using paint. Checking out an action in the trailer that they released there. A new cat-like race called the Hargar was also revealed in the form of a female variant. So they only had a male variant that released in like a previous expansion. So it's even kind of a new race in general, but they just released a female of that. It basically looks like the cat in Skyrim. Lastly, the big video, five minute plus cinematic trailer. I thought it was cool, but it's all cinematic. So I'm just like, eh, like I still, even though it's a game I've been playing for years and years, I'd still rather just see gameplay. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's going to always be my stance no matter what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Last year, Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy 14 is finally coming to Xbox Series X and S this spring. During the event, the studio revealed that an open beta test of the Xbox version begins sometime in February. So real soon, all uh, anyone on 
Xbox wanting to play this can finally jump on board. Now, it is far, 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 far too late. You're talking 10 years of waiting. <laughs> but, uh, hey, hey, it's there. It's like that waiting for Bluetooth on Switch. Why the hell was yeah, it not yeah, there? Yeah. God, but... remember it just popped up one day, like, <laughs> randomly? <laughs> Um, but I know Microsoft's been working real hard to get that over. Yeah, I'm always sure, curious sure. about that stuff. Yeah. But either way, that's that. Again, Xbox here real soon next month. You'll be able to start playing awesome. it. The new expansion will be in the summer. And you can totally tell the cool thing about this trailer, even though it's cinematic, is you get a feeling we're finally done with everything prior. And this is a brand new, fresh journey. And... You know, rainbows and sunshine and candy lollipops and all that good stuff is <laughs> kind of the vibe here. So, I like that. That's that's cool. That'll be a, a yeah. good way to start for the newcomers there. You know, and that's actually kind of crazy to think this is going to be the beginning of some people's <laughs> thousand hour journey or something into this game. Hey, I didn't know, even think they, about that, but that is know? a very cool thing. I didn't like. Yeah, people can now actually jump in. And feel right. like they missed us, and because it's they, you didn't miss anything. Here's a whole new deal. You don't need to right, know anything. Right. Obviously, they're gonna reference this or that. You know, of it course, is technically, but you could totally jump at this point, and uh, maybe that's the reason they're even doing this, right? They can conclude a whole saga, now start fresh, and now a bunch of people who didn't want to jump in and Act Four or Five can um, now just experience something new and, and hop in for the first time. So, yep. Yep. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but that's probably exactly their strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, w- I would think so, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Oh, right. um, the uh, the graphics are definitely um, better. I know cinematics, but of what other videos that are out there, um, they've definitely been reworking the graphics engine for a while, and I think we've commented on the show before, but um, recent videos, it's looking real pretty. It's, look- it's okay. definitely like aging along fine um i like for example if you go play world of warcraft outside of nostalgia if you go and load that up it's gonna look real rough so this still looks pretty current i always thought world of warcraft looked so crappy to be honest (laughs) so when i see final fantasy i'm like okay this uh this actually looks like it's you know pretty good looking so yeah. yeah okay all right cool next up we got the apple's three thousand five hundred dollar vision pro vr headset launches next month so the virtual reality market, while not as niche as it was years ago, it's still relatively a small one. Even Sony's PlayStation VR 2 launched last year seemed to come and go with little fanfare and even less support for the platform nearly a year later. However, tech giant Apple is making its own case for VR and is doing so with the $3,500 Vision Pro headset launching next month. While we've known about the headset and it's frankly absurd price since last year, today the company announced that pre-orders for it will begin on Friday, January 19th with a launch on February 2nd. The era of spatial computing has arrived, Apple CEO Tim Cook writes in a new blog post. Apple Vision Pro is the most advanced consumer electronics device ever created. Its revolutionary and magical user interface will redefine how we connect, create, and explore. Touching on what Cook writes in that press release, unlike Sony, Meta, and other VR headset makers, Apple's focusing less on the gaming side of the platform, more on its integration into our everyday lives, including work. Hence the era of special spatial computing. Vision Pro aims to blend digital content with the physical world using its Vision OS, which allows users to control a virtual UI overlaid on a real space using their eyes, hands, and voice. New spatial games include Game Room, What the Golf, and Super Fruit Ninja. Oh, man, I'm definitely buying this for Super Fruit Ninja, man. I can't wait. Apple is rolling out a new app store to provide users with more than 1 million compatible apps across iOS and iPad OS, 
as well as new experiences that take advantage of the unique capabilities of Vision Pro too. Users can interact with apps by tapping their fingers to select, flicking their wrist to scroll, or using a virtual keyboard like dictation to type, the company says. And Apple's own Siri assistant can open and close apps, play media, and complete other tasks with just the user's voice. Apple's new persona, not that one, feature creates virtual avatars of users for use during FaceTime calls and more, and it's something to behold. If a user is wearing Vision Pro on FaceTime, they appear as their persona, while others in a tile. The blog reads, Persona is an authentic spatial representation of an Apple Vision Pro user that enables others on a call to see their facial expressions and hand movements all in real time. Wait, I have a question before I continue. So it's putting an avatar up instead of just your face? So you're wearing the headset, right? Right. The people can't I see, so it can't see, see your, your face. face. I see, I see, I see. That but, makes sense. Okay. so what it does is... It looks pretty realistic. You can tell it's not right. actually real. It's a you can little tell uncanny, it's but I can, yes. I can tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. yeah. It's, okay, that's cool. I that's think cool. it looks cool, but yeah, I don't Just know how sure. you'd be able to do it otherwise. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the company says Persona works with third-party video conferencing apps too, including Zoom and Microsoft Teams. Perhaps the most eye-catching aspect of the Vision Pro other than its price is its eyesight feature. When a person approaches someone wearing the VR headset, the device looks transparent, letting users display their eyes to those in front of them. That is so creepy. Yes. <laughs> it's certainly something. When a user is immersed in an environment or using an app, eyesight gives visual clues to others about what the user is focused on. Okay, I mean, listen, I think it sounds cool. Do I think it sounds $3,500 cool? Probably not. So I think it's some cool things about it, but I, I don't know if I would say I'm, that I'm never buying this, okay? Let's just say yeah. that, right? I'm not. When I watched this video, it released a few months ago. People actually got their hands on it. You know who uh, I'm talking about more than anybody? Uh, is it named Marcus? Marquise? I forget his name. Oh, yeah. Brownlee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, How do we say his last name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He got to fool around with it. I watched his video on it, too. And he said, if you watch the if Apple's like video on it all, and it breaks it down between a lot of different segments, and it's like 15 minutes total and two or three minutes going over each little bit and how so many different things work there was there was no fluff he said everything did actually just straight up worked as they showed it wasn't like oh here's everything you could do on it once we get further development like any you know when you watch any trailer to any new tech it's all of these look at these possibilities and they show the best of the best the best what you see in that video is straight up how it actually works in its current day and over a million apps are supported already out the gate you should watch that, watch in entirety. I think this is clearly made for people like very upper class, but this is the most impressive piece of tech I've ever seen in my life. And that's exactly what he said, uh, Marcus is like there's nothing that comes close to how good this is and i watched other videos of everyone saying the exact same thing there's nothing that comes close to what this can do and how impressive it is and uh when you like pull up the browser and somebody call you or text you or the way it uh works with your watch or the way you can just have it on and just walk through the streets and be able to see anything and everything because it's AR and VR, you could just totally have this on your head and live the rest of your life never needing to actually remove it. <laughs> and everything could totally function and work incredibly well. That's awesome. So I think that part is incredibly impressive. Now, it looks so dumb. Um, I'm yeah, I'm does. shocked it doesn't look better. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Especially I, I they're pretty the good about aesthetics. I'm surprised it doesn't look better. I guess it's just it just maybe if I see it in a person, maybe I'll have a different mindset. But it's like the colors are cool and it's got that silver and everything. But it's just like 
It looks so goofy with like the way the yeah. eyes are because it like reflects the eyes back and it's not your real eyes and <laughs> the shape of it I think looks dumb. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't love the way uh, it looks. I think it actually looks pretty stupid. So there's that. But the way it's designed and everything, usually it's it's the heaviest headset made. But he was also saying that it feels like one of the lightest headsets he put on just because the weight the way the weight distribution is, you can't tell. And he, you know, it is apparently super comfortable. So it is like it's not like you're wearing a VR headset and after an hour you're just like, oh, and you're ripping this thing off. You can't handle it anymore. Um, the Quest 2 is a lot more comfortable than what I previously had, which honestly I bought it one of the highest ratings of that Vive Cosmos Elite that I bought. Comfortability was one of the high ratings. I think this Quest 2 is even more comfortable than that. And then apparently this thing, it makes all other VR headsets super sad on the way it feels and you totally are just can chill on your couch, be super comfortable. It can connect to your PlayStation, your Xbox, whatever. You can just pick up controller, make the screen as big as small as you want. I, the, the video was highly impressive. It just seemed to work with anything and everything. <laughs> Problem is, is again, it goes back to what I started. I'm, I'm not spending $3,500 on a piece of tech. I don't care how good it is. That's just, I, I can't go there. It's like a down payment on a car, man. It's like, it's just crazy. It's too much. Yeah, I, I, I don't do think it. I can bring myself to do it. But, you know, again, like, let's say I was making oh, yeah. two, yeah, 300000 yeah. a year. I'd buy it. You know yep, what I mean? I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's a dumb purchase. You just make sure you're, you're not making a bad choice and you have other responsibilities. <laughs> yep, <laughs> um, yep, I agree with you. Don't get your tax return and blow it on this. Okay? <laughs> Drop it on this. No, not worth it. <laughs> someone's going to do it. Uh, They're definitely going to do it. <laughs> now, that, now that we put it out there, someone's going to definitely do it. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So next up, Microsoft has announced the return of its Xbox developer direct next Thursday, January 18th. The presentation will provide updates on several of its most anticipated upcoming games. That's cool. It will air at 12 p.m. Pacific. It will spotlight a few of Microsoft's various first-party studios, provide an in-depth look. Specifically, they list that Indiana Jones, Hellblade 2, Avowed, and Aura History Untold will be some highlighted projects. Indiana Jones will receive its first gameplay trailer. That's exciting. Uh, and feature 10 minutes of gameplay with 10 minutes commentary. of gameplay. That's, that's great. I want to see this. We haven't seen anything yeah, from that. So that's, yeah. that's like, cool. to come in like that is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, for Hellblade 2, Xbox is touting a behind-the-scenes look at Ninja Theory's Cambridge Studio. No, guys, I, I'm sorry. I don't care about that. I want, <laughs> I want to see more gameplay. It's unclear if this will include right. any new gameplay footage. Microsoft oh, also uh, Valve uh, is going to get a deep dive. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed that. No, it's okay. Avowed and Aura his, History Untold will receive a deep dive into their gameplay as well. Uh, Microsoft also states Direct will not include any updates on games from Activision Blizzard, but they expect more news from those teams later this year. They officially completed their acquisition last year. The Direct will run for one hour. Shortly after it concludes, Zenimax Online will host the Elder Scrolls Online Global Reveal at 1 p.m., 4 p.m. ET. Great. Um, I want to say one thing. Activision. It's only been a few months since they acquired them. They have a lot of work to do before they actually can start putting things out for the users. So I'm, I'm expecting at least three more months, if not like six months before they really understand what their goals are, what they're going to put 
how, when, where, you know, do they try to work on getting World of Warcraft over the Xbox? Moves like that, they got to really take a lot of time strategizing all of this out with all these new IPs because they just acquired a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm not expecting any news from that whole deal for a while still. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a little while. That's a big undertaking <laughs> to figure all out. So I'm excited. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. PlayStation has been dominating exclusives, but I've been complaining that they've all been kind of samey. Um, this is so very different of titles here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm quite excited. Yep. Like Avowed, we're getting like basically Elder Scrolls, but by Obsidian, which Obsidian's so good. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Indiana Jones, I by Machine Games, who makes like Wolfenstein and stuff. That's so cool. Like it, it's yeah. genuinely yeah, that's a, that's exciting. Very exciting to see what all, what this stuff is here so no it, it has me definitely very excited so uh yeah it feels so fresh and different and nothing we i mean we've never gotten an indiana jones game if we have it, you're talking lego indiana jones or some really crappy movie tie-in thing but nothing of real effort <laughs> yep yeah uh, i don't even care about indiana jones but it's still just too big of an ip that like I'm so shocked that we've never really seen this. I know, I know. It, it, it's crazy when you think about certain <laughs> IP. Like, damn, how have we not gotten more of this? You know, such mm -hmm. a big IP. It's huge. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. a weird one, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what time was it? 3 p.m. Eastern, so two o'clock for okay. me on Thursday. Okay. I mean, I'll be working. I was just thinking, like, can I record that? No, I'll be working. All right. Last of Us Season 2 casting. Mm -hmm. I know who the girl is, but that's it. I don't know who these other two after. Like, anyway. But we have Caitlyn. Is that said Dever or Deaver? I think it's Deaver. Caitlyn Deaver as her, Abby. Um, I've seen her, but Young Mazzino cast as Jesse. And he looks as Jesse would look, I think. Isabella Merst as Dina. Yeah, close enough. No, no, I mean, you no, don't no, really no. have to nail that too hard. The big thing here is just Abby, right? There's right, a lot right. of talk on this because I'm siding with people I don't usually side for on this one. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I actually think it should have been cast by somebody different. Uh, somebody more muscular, and I'm going there because when you play The Last of Us 2, the whole point of the character is... Right she actually wanted to be stronger than a guy usually would be. And that was the motive right. of the entire character is something really messed up happening. She wanted revenge. So she purposely got buff and buff enough so she could take down a man. And that was the whole goal in mind from the get go purposely keeping gender very important in that mindset. Uh, right. That right, was right. her trajectory there. So the fact that this girl is not buff now the whole character doesn't make any sense for me. And now you have to rewrite entirely new objectives with this character and like yeah. the way the character develops it, it. This doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm like very curious now we're, we're gonna, this is going to be a very big change. This is not Abby from the game. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that when we get, um, you know, when we start seeing her in the actual show or trailers and things, 
maybe she'll have worked towards that a little more. You know, sometimes the actors do that heading up to the movie or show, you know, maybe they get more into their role. So who yeah, knows? but maybe that's we'll gonna take little... that's gonna take physicality change. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's well, you know, gonna you know I how mean... crazy these these people can do with all the money and <laughs> trainers and everything they have. I but guess I don't so. know. That's just yeah. that's just my guess. You know, I don't know if that's gonna happen. So because if it doesn't happen, now you have to write it differently. Right, right, right. I agree. That's where it gets it just gets weird real fast with that. Um otherwise it wouldn't matter, right? Okay, this this Isabella Merst as Dina. It's not even the same like origins of race there, right? Very different. But what does it really matter? Oh uh, yeah, it'll it'll be good. If that like don't really care if they change a race when it comes to characters. Mm-hmm. I never really have unless it has something to do with um something meta than that. Right. Like maybe right, where right. they came from. You can't convince me this person came from Egypt, but you know, is is a ginger. It's like, sure. yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah, exactly. okay, you know, like it had to be something pretty crazy like that for me to care. <laughs> yep, yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, retailer listing of a V2 DualSense with 12-hour battery life for PS5 spotted on Best Buy Canada retail listing, $89.99. CAD, though, that just that translates right. to 70 Rs. 70 so, so it's the right? same price as what the previous would be okay. if this is true. But why wouldn't this be true? Because it just literally got posted on their website and then had to be taken down because it was posted on mistake. So clearly, this is something on the back burner. But does this people are stretching here, but it's it's possible. I feel could this be stretching towards the PS5 Pro, right? And maybe this is the controller that comes along with it. And maybe in like a month or two, we get some PlayStation State of Play and they announce a PS5 Pro. And then this is the Pro controller, right? Maybe something I could see something like that. Why else are we just randomly getting a controller? But at the same time, so many people have been complaining for so long. I also can see them sure. finally addressing a major concern. Um, I complain about the controller life all the time, so it's right, pretty bad. Right, right. So it is not great. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's not. So yeah, I mean that uh, I'd buy one. So if they release this and this is, I was gonna say if this is real, but I. How could this not be real? That'd be really weird. I'd be surprised if it's not real. And and yeah. they're saying, you know, they're seeing a listing on a Canadian Best Buy website. I mean, come on. At that point, it's like almost confirmed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guess um, we'll see. Yeah. So, you can take this next one. Now, it's a big thing here, okay. but this is going to be basically the majority of the show here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think it's interesting because this is actually, you know, because Game Awards is very much like ad-driven, trying to make money, trying to get a bunch of views, um, more of a celebration. This is straight up just awards and awards only and being critical. And it's a very different tone. So this show is far more important, in my opinion, than the Game Awards in terms of awarding games. But... I watch the Game Awards because I want to see the announcements, and I'm interested in seeing what's new coming, especially because we don't have E3 anymore. So, makes right. sense, right? But I'm interested to see what wins what here. I don't know. I guess what we'll do is take turns here on each one and okay. pick what you think. You can pick your favorite, or you can pick what you think would win, or you could do both. I don't okay. know. All right. So, I'll just... Okay, I'll start off with Outstanding Achievement in Animation. 
Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I think I'm going to go with Super Mario Bros. Wonder here because I loved the animation in that game so much. I thought it was such a nice, unique, little cool touch, you know? Little what you think will win or game. what you like the most? No, no, that's that's my personal okay. one. What I think okay. will I win? Maybe Hi-Fi Rush, I would say. Just because people all raved about... Um, yeah. It, it's very good. It's very game. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I still have to play that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's uh, uh, that's what I'll go with. But I think Wonder, I think Wonder personally is better for me in animation. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I think here. that is number one as well. Man, sixteen is a very close second though. Sixteen yeah, has yeah. incredible animation. <laughs> oh, it looks great. Yeah. 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 But I think Wonder takes the edge here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What's gonna win? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Final Fantasy 16. Okay. I think that has a very high chance of winning there. Um, anyway, outstanding achievement in art direction. Um, Alan Wake 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Starfield. Um, art direction, definitely Alan Wake 2. Both what I think and what will win. I, w- I have the same exact uh, yeah. <laughs> options there. <laughs> it's just so so good in that aspect, so... Um, next year, okay. Outstanding, yeah, outstanding achievement in character. Alloy 2, Saga Anderson. Oh, like she says it, Saga Anderson. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, Astorian. Baldur's Gate 3, Carlock, I think. Marvel Spider Man 2, Miles Morales. Thirsty Suitors, Jala. I don't even know what that is. What's I don't know what that is. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would pick Saga because I thought it was a great performance, but I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3, so I'm gonna go ahead and guess that one of those two. Is I think better than Saga. Starion, I think wins. Okay. I think is both the best and is going to win here. Um, okay, really good. Miles Morales, I think, is awesome too. Miles Morales is, is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I'll have yeah. more to say about that. I've been playing Spider Man, so cool. Okay, outstanding achievement and original music composition. Alan Wake 2, Diablo 4, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Planet of Lana, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Planet of Lana, I haven't played this, but weirdly, I've listened to the soundtrack, and it's amazing. Because a lot of people uh, were talking on like various shows, always mentioning the soundtrack. Not randomly, it was just like, well, let me just check it out. Because I was just uh, chilling in my living room, threw that on, and I was like, damn, this is really good. I think it's quite stellar of a soundtrack, so... It's my favorite of the bunch there. Um, what what I think will win? Maybe Star Wars. Okay. I haven't even played it, but still, you know, I don't know. Sure, sure. Uh, sounds always really good with, uh, with Star Wars. Yeah, so my pick would probably be Alan Wake. I love the music in that game so much. Um, what do I think will win? Hmm. Maybe uh, that's a tough one. Maybe Spider Man. They have some good, really recognizable music in that game. So I'm go ahead and give uh, give that my guess. Okay. Outstanding achievement in audio design. So this is more like sound effects and hearing birds and all that mess. So mm-hmm. Alan Wake Two, Cocoon, Hi Fi Rush, Marvel Spider Man Two, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm definitely saying Hi Fi Rush here. Um, the whole time you're playing, you're playing to the beat. And they do it perfect. I think I love they that. do it incredibly. Um, and it's very, very, very hard to design because it's not like you have to hit the button at the certain beat, right? You do if you want like a better flow. Mm-hmm. But anytime you do an action, they still integrate it into the music and make it flow. 
Um, it's really gotcha. impressive. That is so. that is really impressive. That's that sounds really yeah. cool. So I All think right. that's like my favorite and gonna win there. So okay, I'm gonna say um, audio design. Hmm. Okay, so what I think is gonna win is probably Hi-Fi Rush. Um, but what did I pick myself? Hmm. I'm gonna go with Alan Wake only because I really loved the way that they did like the um all the peripheral noises and things, yes. you know, yes. all the visions and things. You know, I felt like they handled that really well. So yes, I'll go with that. It, ha- it has a little bit of that Hellblade energy, like, with, like yeah. I was just gonna say going yep. around. Yeah. Outstanding achievement and story. Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, Dave the Diver, Thirsty Suitors, Finba. I mean, I prefer Alan Wake's story to Baldur's Gate 3 story, but okay. I didn't finish Baldur's Gate 3 or anything, right? I just played, like, I didn't even finish the first act, but you could play 50 hours of the first act if you want to. So it's like, anyway, <laughs> but I just know of what I played because I played like 25 hours of it. I was really blown away, but I still still am more interested in Alan Wake 2, so I'm still going to say that in terms of what I like more there in story. What I think will win, man, that's a real big toss-up between the two. Yeah, I think both of fun. these have a very big chance of winning, um, and I think most people think this way, too. I think I think this is going to be very hard for the judges here. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, that's that's going to be a hard one. Um, again, I have not played Baldur's Gate 3, but otherwise, I'll, I'd have yeah. to go with Alan Wake 2. You know, it's just... Uh, a great story so what can i say outstanding technical achievement alan wake 2 marvel spider-man 2 hogwarts legacy the finals legend of zelda tears of the kingdom technical achievement first of all the finals i've been thinking about it man i i think i'm i think i want to hop on yeah we should try <laughs> it out i have i haven't actually played it but i downloaded it because i was curious yeah um, but yeah i'd definitely be willing to give it a shot so. we well we haven't had a shooter blow up like this since apex and mm-hmm. that's at this point that's a long time ago <laughs> so it's been a while since we had such a big boom um we got the halo infinite boom the problem is it went away so fast now it's climbing back up again i mean it's 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 looking pretty hot in the moment but um nothing like apex you know what i mean clearly or uh, but this finals is looking like it's getting incredible numbers and everyone seems to be really liking it so i want to give it a genuine shot anyway i was mentioning all that to say the environment and the way you play the matches sound incredibly cool and look incredibly Mm -hmm. cool on the videos that i've seen and it's quite a technical achievement in that regard too it's really hard to make a multiplayer shooter map on its own without destructibility and any game prior that had destructibility was like okay you blew up a, a wall for example well the server, you see it as a player, but the server doesn't usually recognize it. You'll have like moments where a map changes in a whole entirety, maybe on a server, but like individual changes never happen on the server till now with this game. And so because of that, you can actually like change the environment in the moment, use the change in the moment, and other people can as well. And it sounds small, but it's it's quite a technical achievement. I think it's pretty impressive for a multiplayer shooter that fast pace of a game and that much to have to um, carry on the server to work so well. All that, I'm saying the obvious, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, because of the famous shot of from the highest of the sky to the lowest of the depths, all in one go. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's so impressive. The fact that they're able to even get this thing to run as well as it does on the system, to me, is the biggest technical achievement of the year. So that's an easy one for me. I mean, getting on one of those dragons up in the sky and then riding it all the way down to the bottom. I mean, <laughs> no game has ever hit that high of just like a being technically impressed by what's happening on screen when all of that's going down when you say it out loud and if you haven't actually experienced it you may not you may not understand or like okay what well, i don't get it why is that so big why is that so important but once you realize how gigantic the world is and how dense and how many things there are like when you think if you haven't played Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, and Tears of the Kingdom is definitely far more layers. But if you haven't played either and you played Elden Ring, just imagine that, right? Like Elden Ring is so like there's something new to discover constantly. I mean, you're talking every what, take fifteen steps in any direction. You may you may at least have to attack something, you may find an item, you may hit a tree, you may hit a statue, something. It's so dense. And so many secrets and oh, all that. Yeah. And Tears of the Kingdom hit that because when Breath of the Wild came out, Elden Ring made it look sad. And like, man, Breath of the Wild is pretty empty. But then when you oh, play yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, you're like, okay, now they're back together again on how dense they both are. So I think I think it could have surpassed it, but it at least matched it. I don't know. It's hard to say if it surpassed or not because, again, I still have yet to clear through this. But I feel it's at least matched it of like elementary yeah, density. I agree. I agree. It's just a different way in which they did it, but it's so unique. Yeah. You know, no one else does it like them. So, um, um, yeah, that's definitely an easy Because if Elden Ring was in this list, we'd be having a real hard discussion right now. Yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> it'd be tough for sure. But anyway, so I, I have to say Tears of the Kingdom. And, and unless people really just sit down and play with it, I don't think they quite understand how impressive that world is. It's so shocking. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, action game of the year. Armored Core 6, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Remnant 2. Uh, for me, what I think of, I know some of these terms become kind of tricky with action game. For me, the one game on here that truly is an action game, when I really think about it, to me is Armored Core 6. Like That was a straight up, mech action game the whole way through and i thought it was fantastic fantastic it really made me feel like i was playing some sort of honestly the only game i would say isn't action dead space i'm not calling an action game yeah yeah, yeah. survival horror (laughs) um but hi-fi rush is action spider-man's action remnant's action i'd I'd say the rest are but no they definitely are i guess the one that it's like the most the, the most of action okay. yeah 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 i mean that really um, is probably the case yes, yes. yeah and i yeah. and to me it's the i think it might could actually win too because i feel like they didn't recognize armored core as much as it should have uh this year so well i still have yet to play remnant 2 and i still have to that's the one that big game of 2023 yeah. that i have never touched i installed it on my system all i have to do is start it but Man, I'm still there's still a lot of play, man. I don't, I don't want to drop what I'm currently know. doing, but I need I need to be able. I don't know. Maybe I should just for like an hour or two. I just gotta. I just need to understand what's happening with this game. Even I I've never right. I didn't play the first one either. 
I, I've seen a video, but I've never actually put my hands on it. So, anyway. Adventure Game of the Year, Alan Wake 2, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, adventure, Zelda's all about adventure. This wins as if I'm imagining going on an adventure, this is going right. to win in that department for sure. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I would pick Zelda for what I want and what I think will um, yeah. will actually win too. Um, family Game of the Year, uh, Disney Illusion Island, Fay Farm, Hello Kitty, Island Adventure, Midnight Girl, Star, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, first of all, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is not a family game, dude. Just <laughs> stop. Just because it's Mario doesn't is mean it it's... Is family, like, appropriate for the whole family? Is that what they're trying to say? Or they Yes, say, I like... guess you can play four players in it, yes. But uh, guess, yeah. it's... <laughs> It's not very good at doing so, okay? It doesn't deserve awards because of that, okay? <laughs> um, it's a good Mario That's game. Funny. It is not a good family game. Anyway, I know what Fay Farm is, weirdly enough. I guess that, I think. But again, none of these are like, I don't know. Why is family game even a category? I don't. I don't know what you're trying to say here. Yeah, I, okay, everyone sit down on a couch and play a game. The only one that that would be the case is maybe Disney Illusion Island. I heard that is actually good with the way it handles multiplayer. So I, I, I guess I'm going to say that. I'm, I'm just going to say that's the winner. Um, these are the Dice Awards. These aren't the Game Awards. Um, I'm hoping the judges are actually you know, thinking this more intelligently and saying what actually works good as playing as a family. <laughs> and with all of that being the case, I'm going to say Disney Illusion Island. Um, the only one I've played on here is Super Mario Bros. Wonder, so yeah, it's probably what I picked for myself, but um, <laughs> I think I agree with you with that if they are really trying to pick the family game of the year, they'll probably pick that, Disney <laughs> Illusion Island. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, fighting game of the year, Grand Blue versus Rising, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, Street Fighter 6. I played Mortal Kombat 1, you played Street Fighter 6, we have yet to play the other. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> so I'm curious between those two, like, which, actually, I did play Street Fighter 6. I mean, I played the demo of it. Um, I was pretty impressed by it. I did like it. I don't know. I like them both. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what yeah. do I think's going to win? Um, let me just... Woo! I think Street Fighter is probably Street Fighter. Win, to be honest. Fighting game of the year? I'm going to say Street Fighter. But, dang, that... I don't know. It's it, it comes down to the person as if they if they put these single player campaign. I'm gonna say Mortal yeah. Kombat wins that. That would be yes, yes, that would definitely right. Be but if the person Kombat, cares more of just playing online matches, they're probably gonna pick Street Fighter Six. That's how I see that playing out in my head. Uh, so right, I think it's gonna right. come down to the person voting in that department. So yeah, um, they added a campaign in Street Fighter, but it's not on the level of Mortal Kombat's campaign, obviously. So. Okay, uh, racing game of the year, F zero ninety nine, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed two, Turbo Charge, Lego two K Drive. Well, from everything you've said, I'm I'm thinking F zero is going to beat everyone, even Forza. Dude, I hope so. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but I don't know. I think Forza will so probably good. win, but yeah. but I'm pulling for F zero ninety nine just because it sounds awesome. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's so good. All right. I really hope that wins, by the way. That'd be God, fucking that, that'd awesome. be dope. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
Role-playing game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Starfield. Starfield's my favorite. What I think's going to win is Baldur's Gate 3. What I kind of hope wins is Cyberpunk. <laughs> I think that would yeah. be a cool cool win there. But I do think Starfield and, and Baldur's Gate 3 are better picks, though. I think um, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win, probably, to be honest. Yeah. But, like... The best at role playing, like if you're just thinking of the concept of what a role playing game is, like uh, Baldur's Gate three should win. Yeah, uh, I would uh, think so. Anyway, sports game of the year: EA Sports FC twenty four, MLB The Show twenty three, WWE two K twenty three. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna say MLB The Show is gonna win. I'm gonna um, say that as well. WWE has a chance. Apparently. Is it this one to where like the year? Oh, there it's actually good again, or is this that year where it's also trash again? I don't remember, but I remember I don't know, it's been I've trash for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> strategy simulation game of the year against the storm, Colbert Core, Dune Spice Wars, The Last Spell, War Tales, Where the Hell's Pikmin Four? I don't care. Next. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Wow. Wait a sec. I can't remember. Did the Triangle Strategy come out this year? Like 2023? Yeah. It was 2022. Whoa. Wow. Okay. I'm going to look it really, up, but I didn't realize it was sure. that long ago. Yeah. March 2022. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did not realize it's been almost two years since that game. Came out. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Um, I just don't know any of these games. I really don't. I, I could I don't, not speak on either. this at I'm going to go so. with uh, Dune just because I like Dune. <laughs> I don't know the other games. Okay, yeah, same here. All right. Immersive Reality Technical Achievement. Asgard's Wrath 2, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Vertigo 2, We Are the One. Um, I think Asgard 2 is going to win here, uh, even though I didn't like it. I thought it was very underwhelming. Um, I remember, I remember you saying that. Um, yeah, I really have no answer on this. I didn't play any of these games. Actually. Yeah. I, I'll just uh, guess Horizon, Call of the Mountain. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Immersive reality game of the year. We already went at that. Outstanding achievement for an independent game. Hey, these are actually independent games. Look at that. Um, Cocoon, Dredge, El Paso, Elsewhere, Thirsty Suitors, Venba. And um, this game, sorry, it was too massive of a year. I didn't have the time to play a lot of the smaller stuff. And it's no disrespect. I actually would want to. It's just a matter of getting uh, time for it. But so I really can't speak here outside of Cocoon, which I played in love in one of my favorite games of the year. So I'll just stay here. here and I hope it wins. Yeah, because it's yeah. a fantastic game. So, um, yeah, mobile right, game of the year. Mobile game? Gubbins, Hello Kitty, Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Terra Neil, What the Car. I'm just going to say um, Honkai Star Rail wins. Uh, I'm going to say I kind of like that What the Car. I know what it is. I have yet to play it. It looks goofy. I don't know. I played What the Golf. It's pretty fun. It's like one of the very few mobile games I would recommend to people. And there's no way from a four-year-old to a... 35 year old serious gamer bro all the way to like a 90 year old person they all will find what the golf incredible um i think it's such okay. a special game 
Anyway, is that the one that 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 uh, what's his name? Devlon was talking about from our group. Is that I the one? Know. I don't know. I Ooh, love it though. Okay. Not the VR game. Not oh, the not the VR, VR one. Not the VR. No, no, no. I'm thinking of no, a different. This one. is mind, this is mind. a mobile game. Gotcha. Um, but it's super cool. But okay. what the car? I'm imagining instead of it being playing off of golf, which it <laughs> right <laughs> very loosely is it a golf game? Let's just. It's very weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's very trippy. Best way I could describe what the golf, just so you understand. Um, okay, the first, it's, you know what? I know exactly how to word it. It's like WarioWare. So it's like, okay, uh, you have a few seconds, got to like uh, make the ball into the hole and you're a golf club. Okay. The very second one is now you're a ball hitting the golf club. or And then the next one, oh, now you're a golf club th- flying through space or something. Right. Um, it's just it's just very weird insanity and very funny, very fun, very cool mobile game. You should totally check it out. And I want to play this what the car. And uh, so sounds cool. I'm gonna hope that that wins. But what I think will actually win is Hawkeye Star Rail. Anyway, um, online game of the year, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Diablo 4, Omega Strikers, Street Fighter 6, the finals. What do you think here? Online game of the year. I'm going to go ahead and go with... I haven't even played the new Call of Duty, but I hear it's not great. So I'm not going to default to that. I'm well, the single with... player is not great. Or is that I... what they're saying? Yeah. No, but I've even heard people say that they feel the multiplayer is yeah, like People the same always thing say that. I mean, that's true. That's true, to be fair. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Street Fighter, though. I feel like it's had a really great year. People have been raving about how good the online is and everything. So I'm going yeah, to go with that. Yeah, the finals both. is too fresh, or I may say that, but... Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Street Fighter 6 here. Yeah, I agree. Both in what I think should win and will win. Outstanding achievement in game design. Baldur's Gate 3, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, in achievement and game design, I think we both strongly understand what that means. That just means, like, basically, how hard was this game to make? <laughs> right and what all <laughs> layers and complications and all of that both tears of the kingdom and Baldur's gate 3 incredibly difficult games to create and incredibly dense games and all that i want there's so many things where Baldur's gate 3 would excel in but then there's so many other things like when it comes to combat tears of the kingdom is going to blow Baldur's gate 3 out of the gate i feel but that's just okay it's more fun and sure. all of these combinations of items and stuff. But if you're looking at it in a level of like, well, how can I take down this enemy and all the different possibilities that you could possibly do when it comes to push them off a cliff, talking your way out of it, da, 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 da. There's still maybe, let's say, realistically, let's say 10 paths, right? I'm a, I'm a guess at that number based off of what I played. 15 max. So let me think of it in that level of like Tears of the Kingdom. How many ways could you approach things? Is it oh, kind yeah. of the same? I mean, is it more? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of all these different aspects it, of like what right. makes game design incredibly difficult. And I, it, it, combat alone, I, it's, this is hard. Much less like the rest of the conversation. Yeah, I, I remember that day when I was trying you know i was already familiar with zelda but i was trying to get into the into the temple right i would feel like after that day when you told me oh well try this 
and it's not like you even told me what to do. You were just kind of like, try more. And I was like, oh my God. And it kind of like <laughs> opened my mind a little more. I was like, wow, this game really is something crazy, you know? All these yeah, there's definitely do. things, ways you can approach stuff that you definitely could not do in Baldur's Gate 3, but it's so incredibly different that there's definitely things you can do in Baldur's Gate 3 that you can't do in Tears of the Kingdom. So it, it kind of... But it's like, do they end up being on par in the end when you're comparing all of these numbers of systems going on? I don't know. Uh, that's a genuinely great question because I could see so many people being like, do Baldur's Gate for sure because of all these different possibilities. But game design's a lot more than just how many possibilities are there. Right, right, right. It's got, it's, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a number of things, right? It's like a, a whole package. Yeah. Um, and I feel that they, they just nail that, you know? How more fun running around swinging a sword than I do, like, I think the combat would feel better than the combat feeling in Baldur's Gate 3. But Baldur's Gate 3 is not trying to feel good because you're telling the characters what to do. It's not about it feeling good. So mm-hmm. why would I even compare? You know what I mean? So it gets really sure. hard to compare such things and try to say... Sure which is better or worse. Um, but I feel, I feel confident in saying like if I, if you were to sit down with like the game director of tears of the kingdom and then Baldur's gate three, and they discuss all of these deep systems that they did, I feel sure. they could have conversations for what? 50 hour plus podcast. <laughs> Still not go over everything on how sure, sure. the complications of these games. So, um, I, I'm pretty confident and they're, they're, I, I see them as equals here in game design. Right. right. Yeah. That, no, they're both way up there. So, um, yeah. And I don't want to crap on Mario wonder. Mario wonder is incredible. No, game design. One of the best, maybe you could say this is the best Mario game or at least best 2d Mario game to exist. You could make claims like that. So, yeah, it's could. it's sure. very important in game design, but I'm just saying the insane leaps that Tears of the Kingdom Bars Gate Three. This is this is stuff that's going to be emulated for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, for sure, for sure, it's going to be. I mean, I think that's clear, you know, with everything they've accomplished. But that's a it's a tough it's a tough category. There's a lot of good ones in there, you know. So, um, and even something like Cocoon, man, like the the amount it took of talent it took to design a game like that is ridiculous you know so i don't know it's a tough one i'd probably pick zelda myself personally but i also have not played Baldur's gate you know but do i think i think Baldur's gate will probably win though now i think Baldur's gate 3 is so good that people who don't like the genre can also play that game and enjoy it and never want to play anything else in that genre (laughs) like i don't think that's gonna like i think people could be won by the genre want to play more but i think it's so good at what it does you could not care at all about that genre and pick it up and play and still be blown away and um become like one of your favorite games ever kind of thing and you then try to play another game like it and you're just like eh right Agreed. i think it just sticks out from the crowd there so it's almost like what happened when um super mario bros came out for example and it's like okay well everybody can just like regardless of what you think you you may like once you experience something that good it just breaks all um 
niches people may have with this or that. So I think it's that good of a video game. And um, with Tears of the Kingdom, I wouldn't say that's really the case unless you haven't played Breath of the Wild. Yeah. If you didn't play Breath of the Wild and you got a Switch and this is your first time going in, right? That it mm -hmm. could be to that level of like sure. making you even fall in love with video games. Sure. You know, that kind sure. of good or making you care about an action game where anything prior, all you ever did is play like puzzle games or something. You know, I don't know. Yep. Anyway. All right. Outstanding achievement in game direction. Now, what's the difference here? This is, I think direction <laughs> is meaning like a director's point of view. That's how I'm going to imagine it. That's, like, that's a good way I'm, to look at it. I'm yeah. Peter Jackson. And how, right, how, right, am right. I, how am I reviewing how these scenes are taking place and these camera angles and what's being presented to the viewer at all times and how captivated they are and all of that. Um, that's how I'm going to imagine this. And with that being the case, Spider-Man 2 could really be up there. I could really see that being quite incredible in game direction. Yeah, but then you have big falls that only because I played the first and people said it's here as well. You just have too many times where it breaks the pace and you're just kind of pulled out of it of like a random like gameplay bit of you having to like do a chore for somebody or something. You know, I, I get that could be immersive, uh, immersive for people because you do, it's not just about Spider-Man, but about Peter Parker, Miles Morales and blah, 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 blah. But when you're playing a video game, I think anyone would just prefer to just keep playing as Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's something it. you play with. Right. Um, it's not a it's not it's not it's not passive. If you were watching it, I'd understand. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's a fair point. I I've been playing it, and it's interesting having the ability to go back and forth between the two. Um, they're both great characters, you know. I do like oh, the way this. No, it, I but... mean, even if you're switching to the other Spider-Man, you're still playing a Spider-Man. I mean, the bits to oh, where you're true. like walking around as Peter Parker, you're walking oh, around as Mary Jane, I, I get what you mean. you're walking you around mean. as Miles Morales, and you have to deliver something to a person or. Or you gotta sit here and walk in this school hallway and have this whatever scenes going on. Um, and Baldur's Gate three, you're constantly just in it. It's in Tears of the Kingdom, you're in it. There's no, there's no pop out there of like, oh, I gotta do some like uh, simulated walk down a hallway thing or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen with with that so i feel that for me kind of breaks game direction mm -hmm. um, okay otherwise i feel it could be with the rest um that that's that's where i would stand there without even playing two i just know that's what happened in one and i've probably listened to what 30 different reviews <laughs> when i'm listening to different podcasts or actually when the game came out listening to reviews people have mentioned that 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 still happens in this game um, of what you play, does that happen in this game? Like bits, like uh, like four story bits. Like in Spider Man, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Does that happen? Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, you'll have actually. You know what? It's more like okay. This is the most I've seen so far. Where it's like, um, you'll be it, it'll be which I feel like more, more games are doing these days. Less less of a cutscene, right, and more of a the game is still playing. You can tell the game is still running, right? But you're walking you slower, 
and right. you're just kind of walking exactly. through this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that happened which in the I first feel, one a lot. Which I Be- feel like is so common now, right? Like it's yeah. very rare for a game to have a straight up cutscene now, but then Final Fantasy still yeah, yeah. kind of God do of War that. does that, you know. You God like of War, yeah. are walking yeah. and a whole bit's taking place or Which yeah, I kinda yeah. like better. I, I kinda like that approach better than what we used to have where I everything just, was a cutscene, you know? Uh, I I don't mind the cutscene. No, I, I'd rather have a cutscene. Um, right, okay. Like, think Alan Wake 2, dude. Like, yeah, that's so much yeah. cooler. I mean, but Alan Wake that's 2... That's so much okay. cooler. So the way that Alan <laughs> Wake does it, I'd rather have a cutscene, you know, because they really, really did it well. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I guess I don't really have a huge preference either way, but um, I've kind of liked the trend lately of it being in, in-game, you know? Um, but again, it doesn't... Because even Final Fantasy way. 16, I I think those spectacles are way cooler than than having to walk through in these they Spider-Man are. things. They are pretty cool. I don't know. I don't agree there. Yeah, I never thought about it before, but I I don't like those. I don't like those. Like when you're playing <laughs> Star Wars, when I was playing uh, the first one, not Jedi Survivor, the one before it, Fallen Order, whatever. Um, there's a lot of bits like that. You know, you gotta like. Yeah. You're like going through a tight space. You're kind of walking. Oh, People yeah. are talking. You're talking to others. Some scenes playing <laughs> out. You're walking half the speed, you know, that you normally would, yep. and whatever's happening, and you're trying to get immersed. All that. Um, yeah. Fair enough. I just rather not have them. Yeah. <laughs> have yeah, it be a cutscene, or just have you just playing normal and it's happening around you, like Hogwarts Legacy, like. The game's running mm-hmm. normally. You're right. and you can take it at your own pace if you want to go and check something out, and not right. be forced to check something out. I don't. I don't like the. Oh yeah. I don't. I think that always pulls me out. But I've never even yeah. thought about this till now. But I think yeah, it was the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Hogwarts is a good example of like I really enjoyed just walking into a new space and me taking the time to check red dead redemption 2 same thing right like i think you're forced what not even no when you're in the snow you're still not forced you're moving right you are moving if i remember correctly yeah it's only it's only just so you have so far to walk and it takes a while i believe so but it doesn't it doesn't like change how the game is flowing or it still feels how it would feel anyway um right i think so it's i been don't so think long. you're think... like forced to walk a narrow pathway no i don't i don't think so right? i don't think so and i don't I think, think it's, it's like more open halfway slow walking and forced down a hallway <laughs> that's what i that's what i'm like not really digging right now i, I gotcha i gotcha but anyway all right um, but what do you think here, game direction? Now, those are all my views on what I even think a game direction is. You could think about it entirely differently. Sure. Um, but what would you pick here? I mean, God, based on this crazy definition that we're trying to come up with here, <laughs> um, game direction, God. Um, so I'd probably pick Zelda just because the people that developed this game and you know, Al Numa, who I guess ran the whole thing. The way that they made these things work so well to get like a well-oiled machine is like so impressive to me, you know? What do I think they're going to pick? Probably Baldur's Gate 3. Just because from what it sounds like, people are very impressed at the way that um, everything The motion capture 
is is probably the most most best motion capture we have. Okay, it's really impressive. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, game of the year. What do I think is going to win Baldur's Gate three? What do I want to win Tears of the Kingdom? And what am I rooting for Same. in the sidelines? <laughs> is Alan Wake two of like, hey, if that wins, I'm happy with that too. But no, I think Tears of the Kingdom is the best game this year, as we've mentioned. But I could, uh, yeah, I'm pretty do, much exactly the same as but you. But <laughs> what do you think is winning? I just, uh, I look that Baldur's Gate three is great, but man, do I want? Oh, uh, I would just. I would love it if just Zelda actually won the in the this. Uh, it's the first year where I feel great. like a Zelda game <laughs> doesn't have it locked in 100% because of Baldur's Gate. <laughs> All right, but I, I think just for the record, I think the same scenario as you. I think yeah, I want Zelda to win. I think Baldur's Gate three is gonna win. It would be fantastic if Alan Wake two won. That would be really cool. Um, but yeah. Dude, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking for. This. But see, that's the thing too. Even with Alan Wake two thing, like if Cocoon won, I would be like, cool. Oh man, <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Cocoon <laughs> is such a freaking cool game, man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. But no, that's the thing. Is like Spider Man two. I mean, <sighs> Sumara Bros. Wonder is better, man. It's got to be right. I have, but I haven't played Spider Man two, so what can I say? But yeah, I'm just like. I'd be really shocked if it's better than Marlboro's Wonder. I'll give you my thoughts shortly now. Now that I've played it for a while, yeah. you know what I think. But Marlboro's Wonder is so good. Oh, so, so good. Such a great So game. good. I don't, I don't see it, dude. Anyway. All right. That's it for all that. Um, I guess take this next. Okay. Sand Just take the take the next two because these yeah. are the last two anyway, and then we'll be done here. Sounds good. Sandland launches in April. Animated series on the way. Sandland, the video game adaptation of Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama's manga of the same name, has a release date and a new trailer setting up the story. First announced during Summer Games Fest last year, Sandland launches on April 26. The game centers on the fiend prince Be- Beelzebub or so, yep, a demon summoned to take down a corrupt king and his royal army by the human sheriff Rayo. Joined by Beelzebub's chaperone, Thief, the three must also find the legendary spring, an artifact capable of ending a worldwide drought that has transformed the environment into a desert. The open-world action RPG features plenty of vehicle piloting and combat. Players take control of various tanks and dune buggies outfitted with whip weapons such as machine guns to mow down threats while traversing the sand-covered terrain. Sandland is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, and PC. The animated series that premiered in Japan last year is launching worldwide exclusively on Hulu this spring. Sandland, the series, tells a brand-new story that picks up from the events of the 2023 film. Okay, sounds interesting. I mean, I'm excited for very obvious reasons of we haven't had anything new by the Dragon Ball creator, the Dragon Quest creator, Akira, Mm -hmm. in terms of the art design there, and um, actual new material, a whole new IP, everything, and um, getting a big old... This game looks incredible. Um, you should click that and skim through it right now as I continue on t- uh, to the next story because if you haven't seen that, I can't see anybody seeing this and not just wanting this game badly. Um, yeah, it looks it, cool. It looks very... like The art style is, like, I think, cool, but it, looks, it still looks weird to me. Like, I don't know. I need to actually see it in person. Like, I have a feeling when I actually see the gameplay, it's one of those things where, like, 
YouTube makes it look worse, I feel, but how do I know unless I see the other? But it looks a little weird and off to me, even though it looks good. But I'm more just like excited about it. It, it looks like such a like fantastic journey of a video. We, I haven't seen a game like this before, like in the spirit. It takes me all the way back to like a Mega Man Legends 1 or 2 kind of vibe. Sure. Sure. It's like I've never you never really get games in the spirit of like feeling like I don't know, almost like a studio uh Ghibli sort of like adventure or like whenever you like Zelda, you know, I say like Zelda has that feeling of like almost like One Piece or something where you're going on this crazy cool adventure, but like how many Zelda games have there been, you know? Uh for a whole new IP, it's you don't see many with this beer, if at all. Like I, I, I can maybe think of three or four games since video game has existed with this type of. I just don't know the word other than spirit to it, but I think people know what I mean. Like Mega Man Legends is a good example if you ever played those, but otherwise, I'm trying to think. Oh, I like, love, it, love it, love those games so good. Where it's like a 3D. Um, I don't want to say platformer, but. Yeah, it's hard to describe. I mean, can, could you think of a game of what I'm trying to describe here that fits into this? You know what I mean? Where it's like, maybe maybe Mario-like, do you know? It's like a character in such like unique and different environments that you don't even like, it doesn't feel like right. real life almost. And it's like... Right, right, right. You know, it's just a whole like... I know, ex- I know exactly what you mean, but I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to like put into words of what... Um, it is. Either way, I'm excited for um for what comes next, you know, because it does look pretty cool. So, yeah. all right, all right, and then finally, Golden Sun and its sequel, Golden Sun: The Golden Age, are joining the Nintendo Switch Online Library on January 17th. Always like those games, man. So, yeah, and the big thing with these is you finish one, the second one takes place right where the first ends it's it's like a hard cut and it's like continue you know and then you gotta wait a year or two the next one comes out i don't know the exact time frame back in the day maybe it was a year but i i feel maybe even two i don't know but so that's gonna be cool to like being able to experience like both of them right from the get-go here you can just play one go right into the other and uh they're really, really, really neat, special Game Boy Advance Japanese RPGs that a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's weird. It's like, it's one of those, like, it's a cult classic, right? Where many people know of it, but the amount of people have actually played it, I must say, is maybe, maybe like 4 million players, something along those lines. But maybe like 50 million people are aware of it or 100 million people are aware of it. Right. Um just because it's a Nintendo IP and all that, but uh, it's so unique. There's nothing like it, and that's what makes it really cool. And that's that's kind of why I'm digging the Sandland thing is because it looks so unique, and there's not really like it. it. Does. But uh, the same can be said about Golden Sun if you never played it. Um, and it has a very, very weird art style to it that I loved and still do. I think it I think it's really neat and aged well. It looks terrible blown up on a YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it does. Really bad blown up on like big screen YouTube. Um, but obviously a Game Boy Advance is very <laughs> like way, 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 way <laughs> smaller screen than that. 
and it looks fantastic there. Um, and I would just keep this to the handheld on the Switch, and I would not want to blow it up on the TV. And I think it's going to look really nice as long as you keep it handheld there. So this would be a perfect companion if you have a Switch Lite, I would say. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Great games, man. Totally yeah. worth playing. So. Um, I think I think they're ten out of ten experiences, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a big JRPG fanatic, you know. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think they're so much fun. They're really good. So. Okay. Um. All right. So we're watching playing. Uh, I should mention I didn't put it up here, but I did. I have a student at school that's like obsessed with Demon Slayer, and she asked me every day, like, "Well, can you finally watch it?" I'm like, "You shouldn't be watching this," but okay. So I finally decided to give the first episode a try, and I actually liked it. Pretty interesting. So I might continue with that. So I just wanted to throw that one out there. I've never seen it. I um, I have. Um, I watched the first like when it came out, and I watched like two or three episodes, and then um, I didn't watch any more. And then like a year went by, and I went back, and now I'm trying to like watch it, and I'm pretty far along, but I I still like. I think I'm about to finish the first season is what it is. So I still have a ways to go, but yeah, no, I get the hype. It deserves it. Like it's deserves of all the praise. It's very good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, so, so now that I finished Alan Wake two, I finally took a break from my PC playing all these games. And I was like, all right, let me give some attention to my PS five again. So started playing final fantasy 16 again, started playing Spider-Man two again. Um, I kind of would just like whenever my son's around, I play Spider-Man two with them whenever he's not I play Final Fantasy 16. So okay. it, it was interesting because I guess I'll start with Spider-Man two. So Spider-Man two, as I've been playing it for probably like three or four hours now, I am really enjoying it. I think it's a lot of fun. I don't think there's but, anything wrong with this game and I'm sure it's great. I just like not interested in experiencing something like this again because I have so many uh, yeah, new things I, I need to play. Like I need to play Baldur's Gate three, and I'm I'm buying totally, that. Totally I'm trying to it. finish other things. So like, I have no hate here. It's just it's like that Mario Galaxy two ordeal like that I mentioned right. before. It's like yeah, right, but I kind of been here already. Anyway, no, but I continue. I, to I totally, continue. I totally totally get that. I think the game is. I'm having fun with it. There are some new kind of cool like um abilities and i'm like okay that's a little different i'm kind of liking that uh, i'm not that far where i can say you know for certain how i feel about everything but so far i'm really enjoying it kind of pulling me into it a little bit more so yeah so that's all i really have to say about spider-man i'll obviously keep up with that but final fantasy this is the interesting one because obviously we played this game when it came out we both put it down we kind of have already expressed our things that we don't like about it and things we do like about it it's interesting because I posted in our group about it just to see kind of like what people thought. I'm like, yeah, I put this down. You know, I haven't played in a while. Well, a lot of people were really saying a lot of good things about it. Like people just overall love this game. So I was like, all right, let me get back into it. Let me see what I think. So I've been playing for a few more hours now. I think I'm like 17 hours in now, something like that. And uh, again, as I expected, I'm very into the story. I'm liking the story. I love the characters. You know where you're at right now? I am at... Okay, so something big happened with uh, Sid. Okay, 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 cool. That man, dude, that was such a good moment. That was such a uh, good moment, though. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also saw someone I haven't seen in a long time, which was unexpected, I guess okay. you yep, could say. Yep, 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 um, yep. Got past that. I got to a village, and everyone had been killed. 
seems like on orders from okay. my mother or whatever. Yeah. Um, and now we're kind of just um, going from we're going to the next place after that. I'm a little bit after that. Okay, um, so you're getting pretty close to where I'm at. So okay. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because I I tried to look at this from a different perspective this time around. Like, let I'm me try to appreciate well. the yeah. things. Yeah, let me try to appreciate the things that are actually good about this game, right? So, like a few nights ago, I did a battle with this dragon that was like a- affected by the I forgot what it's called. It starts with an A. It's like when the mother crystals, whatever. When something happens yes. to the mother crystals, they get like they get like zombified. Or I forgot what the name of it is. Yeah, I don't anyway, remember it either. I it, fought it, like, this dragon. In a stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of. I fought this dragon, and as I was fighting him, I'm wait, like, wait. I just thought of something. Um, yeah. You know what it is? Is it's that petrification. They don't call yeah, but, it that in 16. Right. But think right. of they how it like looks. A, a Saki or like a Shaki. Or Final Fantasy like 6, you know, when they, they right, have that right. effect or any of mm-hmm. like, isn't, I mean, that's what's happening there on screen, I feel. I feel they're just really? actually, I feel they're doing that and they're just calling it something different. <laughs> what's the name of it? Akashic a, a Dragon. That's what it is. Akashic. Akashic is like when they, uh, okay, are living beings that turn from overexposure to ether. Uh, being engulfed in ether flood for too long. Bears, dominance, and beastmen are tolerant to it, though, are less likely to turn to Kashik. They're stripped of any intelligence or sense of self and become ferocious, physically strong, and single minded. Oh, 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 look, look, look. Um, in the Final Fantasy 16, so petrification, also known as lithrification, is an affection of Final Fantasy 16 where channeling ether through the one body eventually petrifies it. They So they do call it petrification in 16. Okay. 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 So I was right about mm. that. Okay. Okay, perfect. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was fighting the boss and I'm finding myself doing like my normal few combos, but then I'll do the one where you dash towards him and hit him and then I'll charge it and hit him and then I'll switch yeah. over to another power and I was like Okay, I'm kind of liking this a little more, you know. And and the boss fight was like real epic, you know. I like, have three powers right now. Do you? I have three. Okay. Yep. And it was just like a really grand scale battle, right? I'm fighting yeah. with Jill. We're fighting together, and I'm I'm kind of like looking at it that lens. Am I all of a sudden saying like I was totally wrong? This game's incredible. No, but am I getting like a new appreciation for it a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm trying to more not focus on the things I don't like versus the things I do like. Okay, now that you have these three powers, now let's try to compare it to another action game by Capcom or something. Um, oh yeah. Where do you I think mean, it's? Where do you think it stands? I mean, now I that think, you're further in. I still think by now, in another game, you'd have such a wide variety of abilities that you're using. In this game, I don't use that many abilities. To be honest, I don't even use the other powers that much. I only use them when I want to use the abilities that are on cooldowns. I don't really feel the need to switch to the other abilities besides the fire that often because I just don't find them that interesting, really, you know? Um, But when I get going and I'm juggling an enemy or doing the one where you finish them or... You're um, still liking it more than what you were before, but it's not still to those levels. Definitely. I'm definitely liking it more than I did the first time around. Um, I'm really appreciating sort of the the scale of the, the battle. The boss battles are really cool. Like, I really do like that. Yes, um, I agree. I agree. The exploration I, I is still that. non-existent. I'm still not caring yeah. about that. Um, okay. But I, I am feeling that I'm coming around on it a little bit. Again, not a complete 180, but I'm feeling a little better about it. And I downloaded the DLC because apparently at some point in the game you can play it. So I just yeah. downloaded it just to have it there. And yeah, I'm about 17 hours in now. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. So I want to say I'm 22. So 
22 yeah, okay yeah that's yeah, where i left off i mean i i have i keep saying i'm done but i feel like i have to at least like know what happens with the story because i really like this right um, right, and, I, right. and i'd hate to just like watch a video on it all um but sure sure we'll have to see maybe wait maybe wait until it, i catch it, up to you and get yeah. past you and see see what i think <laughs> it still just has more cons than pros for me um sure sure it's, it's hard so yeah, but so that, yeah that's where i'm at right now but uh i'm gonna keep going see what i think so you are saying you're in the middle of okay it's better than what you thought um but you still don't want to use that many skills and it's still like it's still not yeah. like you're playing vanquish or something right no not not at all no no okay. definitely not um, um i still find myself doing the side quests i'm still you know whatever not not mining now. the I side quest got better yet for you there's been a few that have been a little better it was a little step up um okay. nothing crazy yet but i'm gonna see i'm gonna see if it keeps going in that direction you know so. no witcher three uh side quests oh definitely not <laughs> dude i honestly like um i keep trying to play witcher three and i keep falling off and all that but man mm-hmm. i i still always think about how good those side quests are it's really impressive they're, they're great some of them are better than the the main game man i think each one i've done was better than what i was doing in the main story <laughs> to be oh, honest so i don't think there was a single one that wasn't <laughs> cooler so than what what i was doing so i i did i do always remember that um that's that's probably going to hold maybe the best side quest in a video game like i think it may hold that award you know and uh, mm-hmm. is there a game with better side quests than witcher 3 you know probably not yeah i mean the only other one that i can think of right away that has some equally as good side quests is cyberpunk cyberpunk has some yeah. phenomenal side quests same too. same people same developer. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah 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 okay i played that grand brew Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, uh, the demo hit PlayStation. Um, I've been excited for this game for a long time, but it's been so long since like they first announced it to where we are now that I've stopped caring so many times because I thought like I'm like oh it seems to be just around the corner, and then you think this for like what three years? I can't keep it up, so I just you know eventually lost interest. But here we are. It's finally a demo, at least, releasing, and it's just around the corner of coming out. Um, there are other games in this franchise that are like, it's like action game or whatever. But this is a single-player story narrative Japanese RPG that looks really beautiful. Maybe the best graphics in, in an anime style of a video game to date. And so it always looked beautiful to me from the start, but I'm like, I don't really want to play an MMO. I don't really want to play like an action game and this, but I would, you know, I'm keep looking forward to the, to this JRPG single player thing. Now what's cool is this game has an online function and it's a whole separate mode. So it doesn't like it doesn't touch or ruin the campaign unless they didn't put as much attention towards the campaign in the end or something like that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's two separate things and you can go into it and it's like Monster Hunter style to where like you can join three other people and do like quests together of like fighting this big, cool enemy or fighting a whole bunch of enemies or whatever. Very Monster Hunter like ordeal. Get gear that way or whatever. And it's a whole separate mode and i thought it was really cool i i finished everything the demo had to offer so it has 
a single player portion you can play. It has um, a second single player portion you can play in a different area. Uh, one's like more towards the start. One's a little like deeper into it. So you can get a sense of the beginning and maybe in the middle of the game of how um, how it feels and what's expected and all that and how the game is. I was really, really impressed. I loved it a lot. Um, the only thing I would say is I played it on PlayStation 5 and I want to play it on my PC because it didn't look as good as I thought it was going to. But everything I've been seeing is on like high-end PCs gotcha. and PlayStation 5. So you can play 4K 30 or you can play 1080p 60. And I'm like, this resolution's like, it's pretty, it's nice, it's totally serviceable, it's really good still actually compared to, and it's, it feels bad complaining because it still looks really pretty. But I am used to better graphics than this um, and I want to play it on my PC. So I, I think this only came, I think the demo only came out on PlayStation 5, but now I want to gotcha. see, because I would love to, let me see, um, I'm opening up the Steam page right now. Let's see if there's a demo. Yeah, it comes out the 31st, but Steam doesn't have the demo. So the demo is just PlayStation exclusive. Oh, um, gotcha. But I really, I would love to see this running on PC because I think it looks far superior there. Um, you should pull up the Steam page and see what I'm talking about. But I think these are like maybe the best anime style graphics we've ever gotten. And when That's you awesome. play it on the PlayStation 5, it looks good, but it doesn't. Like it feels like it's like half of what you can get on PC. Yeah, that's the little downside there. Otherwise, um, fantastic. I love the art style though. It looks really cool. The story, it's hard to say. It's definitely a little on like a little on the cringy side, but mm. it's like okay. But I I only got to like you know what twenty thirty minutes of story, maybe an hour tops. And it's kind of hard to tell. Maybe when you start playing it longer, it doesn't feel as weird. You know what I mean? Because you understand more of the character and it doesn't come off as strange. But I I did feel like eh, it's a little on the cheesy side. But I don't know. I think this game's going to be fantastic. I think it's got to review incredibly well. And I think a lot of people are going to awesome. be blown away by it. So that's the feeling I get. I, I definitely walked away very impressed. So it feels very unique too. Like the combat's so cool. Uh, I mean, that's the best part. I mean, because they're pulling from like their other games, which is like pure action stuff like that. So the combat is like, it feels very, you know, like you're playing a high end. Like, are they as good as from software? No, but it, it's at least in that conversation of like feeling great action game. You know what I mean? Right, right. And you're playing a Japanese RPG. So it's, it's, this is what I guess, you know, if 16 felt like this, we, we'd be having a very different oh, conversation. It'd be a totally, totally different story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of what I get from this game. So it's a huge uh, PlayStation get. Well, actually, is that the case? Is this coming to Xbox? I really don't know, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, no. It's PlayStation and PC. That's it. Okay. But yes, yeah, so what I was going to say is this is a big uh, PlayStation get. So so it's not it's not on Xbox at all? No, no. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So 
I was thinking that, but I just wanted to make sure. But it's PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. That's what makes it weird. It's like, if they're doing PS4, they could at least do Series X and S. But, again, it's it's definitely Japan-based. Um, so, all right. Yep, that's it. Uh, do this new game watch, and we'll get out of here. All right, let's go. Another code, Recollection, Switch, January 19th. The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, PlayStation 5, January 19th. How, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, January 23rd. Immortality, PlayStation 5, January 23rd. Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, January 25th. Oh, uh, maybe maybe the Ace, maybe the Apollo Justice games are on consoles till now and maybe the previous ace attorney games work I, I was like i could have sworn that's the case yeah. but maybe that's what it is anyway oh um also wanted to mention immortality like huge shout out there playstation 5 january 23rd um if you don't have an xbox or pc and only a playstation i highly recommend it i think it's an incredibly great narrative game um, Hidden Through Time 2, Myths and Magic, PlayStation, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, January 25th. Hitman Blood Money Reprisal on Switch, January 25th. But yeah, The Last of Us Part 2, the remastered hits. Um, you know, I own it. You know, I'll pay the 10 bucks and upgrade it. I'm, I'm going to uh, do the same. I'm yeah. going to do the same because my, my wife hasn't seen the, hasn't played the game and I was asking her, do you want to so play the So she watched the show, This Star Trek, right. where that ends. That's what I'm it saying. I'm, I was perfect. telling her, I was telling her, let's just, let's just play the game. I'll put it on like easy. Yeah. We'll go through it quick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you should so, do yeah, that. I think I might you do, should that. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. that'd be cool. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm thinking about playing it myself. Um, I fell off, not because of the story. I actually thought the story was super cool. It was, mm-hmm. I fell off. I remember saying... I think it was around whenever we were first recording this show. Um, I was talking about how the gameplay, like I got real bored of it. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's like sneak behind somebody, take them out, I sneak on someone, take yeah. them out. And it's a lot of that. Yes. I understand. They added more complexities in the first game. Yes, they did. Um, like it definitely like controls a little better. There's a little more variety in how you can take them down, but sure. just the overall, like, structure of it of just like sneaking around the corner taking somebody you know hiding the body moving on to the next it's like i've been playing like hitman and games like this since what like ps2 days i get tired of it real quick only because i've done it so many times my whole life and i'm just like i just need something a little more exciting than that but i don't really know i mean but what do you really do in the last of us 2 that'd be hard i don't know how you would design a game where that's not (laughs) what you're doing because you definitely have to play sneaker maybe maybe have really cool maybe have like an on like a like a gadget belt and maybe like the character is like really handy with a lot of like tools way 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 more than what you know there's some in here but like what if it was like to a like crazy degree that could add a lot more like fun to it of like maybe you could set down like really interesting traps maybe you can like i don't know from rabbit traps to uh maybe finding more explosives maybe i don't know i'm trying to think of like stuff that could add a little more spice to it yeah yeah and you can definitely approach things in a different way but then you kind of like leave yourself open to get killed very easily if you try to 
switch it up too much. So then you end up reverting back to just the sneak and kill, sneak and kill. You know, I get it. But yeah, I'll have to see how it feels when I. Uh, it's when pretty I long, it. and that's the thing. It's like it the is. first game, like you finish it in like ten hours, right? And it's like, I want to say I was close to twenty hours, and I didn't even feel I was like. It's like double, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was halfway through, <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm, uh, I'm struggling to keep caring. I want to see what happens in the story, and right. so. Now I do know what happens in the story just because I was so invested in the story. I just said, screw it. I'll stop playing. And I just watched it. And I don't feel like I, I spoiled anything. I watched count a, a lot of different videos and all of that. But that's whenever it came out. And I want to give it another shot. Maybe maybe yeah. with it looking a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it can pull me in more and it running better, you know. Because uh, I'm pretty sure it was 30, right? I don't... Like I want to say the original was 30 and then they gave an update to make it 60, I think. Yeah, but I don't think I ever Pretty even sure. played the 60. Me, me neither. Because I've just played it when it came out. So anyway, I want to give another shot because I'm 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 coming around. Be, um, I never hated it. It's just right. again, it was the gameplay. It just kind of like it, it was just getting boring. And yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I'm in a different headspace now, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe yeah. maybe I'll find enjoyment in it where I didn't before. I don't know. Stuff like that can happen. So yep. I'm going to give it a shot. Anyway. All right. Fair enough. That's that. Um, that'll do it for this episode. All right. See you guys later. Go spend your tax money on the <laughs> Apple. I can't even think of the name of it now. What are they called? Uh, Vision, Vision, Pro. Vision Pro. Vision Pro. There we go. <laughs> and like, for real, any, any, I would never buy it. Curious why it costs that much. Once you see how and why and what it actually does, I mean, maybe Apple threw an extra thousand on it, but it's at least $2,500 probably in actual tech. I think it actually is uh, pretty impressive stuff, but I mean, be responsible, guys. <laughs> yes, yes. Spend responsibly, my friends. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>